1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. Available online Saturday, May 4th at JCP.com and in store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky here live from Tampa. I guess it's not live. You're not listening to it live, but we're alive. <laughs> How you doing, Buck? I am good. I'm good. Trying to uh
1: do the last-minute preparations for this game that we're going to broadcast on Saturday. Yeah, we
0: got the East-West Shrine game coming your way on NFL Network. You can check that out. Look at some of the uh, intriguing names in this game. We'll get to those in a second. and What we're looking forward to watching, talk about those guys. And then uh, we'll get a chance to preview the playoffs, Buck. We've got uh, Conference Championship Weekend, one of the best of the year. So we'll get a chance to break down the one and two seeds doing battle there. We'll talk about some X-Factors we're looking for. Um, but before we get to all that stuff, I'm calling an audible right here at the top. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so I've been uh, writing a bunch of reports and uh, going back through and looking at some old grades and things, and I thought, you know what, just in fact, we haven't done this in a while. People enjoy the hits and misses and all that. We haven't done it, uh, where I go back and look at some old reports, and uh, I thought, let's do just do an edition where I just give you a little, some thumbnail sketch here on a couple guys that are playing in championship weekend and I'm gonna just read you the reports, Buck. So you know it's one of those four teams, and and then we'll see if we can figure them out. Okay, you ready to go? All right, let's do it. All right, the first one is a corner, and this is from the 2016 draft class. So I don't have my full summary, so I'm just reading my going over a couple of the notes here. Uh, press, uh, he's press corner, press turn and run. He'll grab at the top. He's a little bit physical. Um uh he can mirror, he's fluid, just struggles to find the ball at times. He was 199 ran four four oh and was a first round pick.
1: First round pick.
0: NFC.
1: That's not Marcus Peters. That's um no. PJ Williams? No. He was a first round pick. Was
0: it? This man is on it. He was two thousand sixteen draft. He's on his second team.
1: Oh, that's Eli Apple?
0: Eli Apple. Eli Apple was my 24th guy that year, and Eli Apple just needed a change of scenery, that's all. A little change of scenery. So. Uh, you know what's funny about the change of scenery,
1: and this will come up because today Paxton Lynch was signed uh, to a futures contract by the Seattle Seahawks, and first-round picks, as you know it, they always get two or three points What do we say?
0: Apple. We know, quit on talent.
1: Never quit on talent. And so Eli Apple, I think the situation that he went to from New York going to New Orleans, he went to a team that already had a handful of Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you ask those guys on the team, that is Marshawn Lattimore, Von Bell, all those guys, Eli Apple was the leader in the room. Yeah. So it is funny to see a guy who is struggling now wind up in a spot where he used to be the leader of these guys. And I think that has done wonders for his confidence. I think everyone to a man would say that he has played better. Now, is he ever going to live up to some of the things that came with him when he was drafted? I don't know. But he certainly has been a solid starter. And I think for the Saints – It has been a nice pickup because now how many teams have the luxury of being able to play with two first-round corners? They have two guys who are beginning to kind of play really well. And when you think about the last five or six weeks, on offense, the Saints are only averaging about 19. They haven't been as explosive. Their defense has been really the catalyst to their arrival in the championship game, and Eli Apple certainly has played a role in that.
0: All right, let me give you another one from the same draft class here. This is 2016. We're going to go defensive tackle, Buck. You ready? Uh, DT nose tackle, pure power, can hold the point of attack, explosive get off, nice arm over, does play a little bit high. He was my 38th player in that draft. He was six oh five six, three ten, 310, and he ran 503. Yeah, AFC. Did Malcolm Brown? A- AFC 6056 tall athletic it Chris heat- Jones? Yes. It is Chris Jones. I remember Chris I feel Jones. like you're doubting yourself right there Boy, with that.
1: Come on man, all the years run together. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's why and together. this is
0: a, this is there was no preparation for this. Well, I don't think I remember about Chris
1: Jones is at the combine he had a little problem. Oh yes, with, uh, that's that's his that's his something
0: you can't unsee. <laughs> um this is from the 2017 draft. Um corner position. Uh this guy is a is similar to Janoris Jenkins. He's quiet, very competitive, loves football, short memory, no fear, has had some hamstring issues, uh, patient, fluid, can match and mirror. Um, he was my seventh overall player in that draft. He was six foot, 193, ran 4'3'6. That has to be Lattimore. Right? That's Marshawn that has Lattimore. To be Marshawn there you go. Lattimore. Last. Now, now, the funny thing about Marshawn Lattimore,
1: I was late to the party on him, even though everyone was really excited about him. I could really questioned how tough he was, and I had serious concerns about the hamstrings and the the injury history and so he certainly is proving me wrong I just didn't know if he would ever be that guy and then when I talk to coaches throughout the process they're like man we love him his athleticism and and that stuff but you remember in that draft there were some people that talked about Garyon Conley being they thought he was a better player
0: I didn't tougher
1: better player but Marshawn Lattimore has played at a high level, played at a pro bowl level, defensive rookie, like all of those things. I had
0: Gary and Conley 17th. I had uh, Lattimore 7th that year. All right, last one. Uh, this is the running back position. Same draft, 2017. Transferred for play time. He's close with Antonio Brown, which is interesting. Nugget Um, did not think about that. Um, uh, Never 18-plus carries. Sudden can square oh, up a yeah, natural pass catcher. Broke six tackles against Vandy. I mean, that was easy. That's Alvin Kamara.
1: And I still can't understand, like, I'm still having a tough time understanding why Alvin Kamara was not a first-round pick and how he was able to get all the way down to the third round. I remember in doing the eval, I compared him to Jamal Charles. I thought their games were very, very similar in terms of the way they ran it, the way they caught the ball out the backfield. I thought he was explosive. And at the time, I think he was my fifth, my fourth or fifth running back in that class. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing to me that so many people bypassed him and now everyone is kind of looking like man what did we miss he only had 18 carries but i just think if you see the flashes in the game tape i think he, he did everything to lead to believe that he would be a difference maker at the next level so the fact that he wasn't the first round was surprising but the fact that he didn't go in the second round i think that is even more of the bigger surprise the second go round, no one decided that he was worthy of being able to come off the board
0: well there you go buck a little uh a little mini hits and misses there to start off the pod <laughs> a little bonus for you there how about reading theater? You want to do a reading theater? People like reading theater. Oh, Let me give you Kyler Murray real quick. Oh, geez. Then we'll get into it. We got, we'll cover some ground here. Uh, Kyler Murray report. Murray, extremely explosive quarterback prospect, lacks ideal height and bulk for the position, extremely quick feet in his setup, bounces on his toes at the top of his drop. Dynamic arm strength, doesn't need to grind his toes into the ground to generate power. Uh, Isn't as accurate as Baker Mayfield, but flashes the touch to layer the ball on occasion. Doesn't work deep into progressions on a consistent basis. He's an electric runner using a quick, choppy stride to eat up ground. His flirtation with baseball will need to be factored into his evaluation by NFL teams. Overall, I believe Murray has the tools to be an NFL starter, but I do have concerns about his durability due to play size and slight frame. Uh, Play style, I should say, and slight frame. Thoughts?
1: I think the big thing that everyone wants to say, and I made this comparison. Maybe I was talking to Lance. Um, when we go back and we look at Colin Murray, well, Colin Murray reminds us not of Baker Mayfield his final year, but the season before he came out. Okay. Because remember when we looked at Baker Mayfield and May- Baker Mayfield seemed to kind of play a little frenetic in the pocket. He would kind of bounce around and kind of flee the pocket unnecessarily. And then his senior year, he came back, he kind of cleaned all that stuff up. The game was a little slower for him. He played a little differently when when it came to like working through the progressions. Yep. And I do wonder if Kyler Murray, if he had stayed, would he, would his game have evolved that final season where it would have slowed Calm down him. yeah, and we would have been able to see him kind of work through more progressions. And, like, obviously he doesn't give us that benefit and we're having to grade him for what he is. But I do wonder when people go back, if they go back and look at Baker Mayfield as a junior, how similar are his reads – and the way that he went through the progressions compared to what Kyler Murray did during his one season as
0: a starter. Right, he's basically going from undergrad to graduate school. It's basically I mean, kind of what right you're away. describing. Yeah, right away. All right, I like that. Um, all right, let's get back on the schedule here. This uh, this East-West Shrine game, who stood out to you this week? For
1: me, like the skill guys that have stood out. Uh, Terry Godwin, wide yep. receiver from Georgia, stood out. And the funny thing is, like, I remember, like, hearing the name. but He was the top athlete in the number one athlete in the country. He was like a consensus five-star uh, playmaker who, who goes to Georgia. And he didn't have necessarily the career that many would expect a five-star to have. But when you come down here and you look at him compared to some of the other guys, he jumps off the screen. His speed, his explosiveness, the playmaking ability that he's shown.
0: All right, Buck, one other uh, one other name I'd keep an eye on. some good defensive linemen here, but Dalen Mack from uh, Texas A&M it's a it's a fitting name i mean he is uh he's a little dump truck out there just rolling people i mean he's a former five star kid that played in some different schemes with different coaches and played much better football this year for the aggies and then uh, this week's been outstanding for him
1: yeah he has he has been outstanding and i think when you're looking at these games you're looking to find guys that can dominate and mac has been a dominant player we've talked about uh daniel wise being a guy that also can dominate kansas man yeah because daniel wise uh, it's a family business it is definitely the family business he certainly has been an impressive player and in these games when you're looking at these players if they can dominate on this level it gives them an opportunity to maybe earn an invite to the senior bowl which then gives them an opportunity to really get into the conversation being one of those guys that maybe can be a day one or day two pick
0: yeah no doubt all right let's uh let's move over to the nfl here these uh Conference championship games, the the key to the game, Rams at Saints. Give me the key to the game for each team here, Buck.
1: Okay, well, when I look at the Rams, I think the key to the game is C.J. Anderson and Ty Gurley. And the last three games, each of the games, the Rams have had over 40 rushing attempts. And with C.J. Anderson, the last three games, he's had 422 yards. He's been over 100 yards in each of the games. And the thing that the Rams have stumbled upon, they've stumbled into a nice running back, by committee situation where you have two big backs, a Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson, you don't have to change the place. It doesn't matter who's in. The last game against – Todd Gurley was in on 55% of the snaps. C.J. Anderson was in on 45% of them. So they're going to run the football. They're going to set up. Uh, big shots in the play-action game. And I think this is a game where they can kind of control the action. Sheldon Rankin's not being on the field for the New Orleans Saints is a problem. I look for the Rams to try and kind of jam it down their throat, kind of control the game with the running attack.
0: Yeah, to me, I I think the the rest for the Rams' offensive line, specifically for Whitworth, I just thought that was the best Whitworth played all year. He was awesome against the Dallas Cowboys. So I think that rest benefited them. Uh, Both those teams coming off buys last week. Now we'll see, can they do it? kind of back-to-back here for that offensive line for the Rams, I think is going to be the key for them. And defensively for the Saints, you know, get your hands on some footballs. So you got to find a way to get your hands on some footballs. So stealing a possession in this game is huge. Sean Payton's done it in big games. with. We've seen it now with a fake punt. We've seen it with an onside kick in the Super Bowl. But turnovers, you can steal possession without having to be fancy. You just go ahead and take the ball away. I think takeaways isn't any big game uh, going to be huge in this one. Yeah, it's going to be huge in this one.
1: And I think for the Saints um, – Offensively, it's about 41, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. How many different creative ways can they move Michael Thomas around to avoid whatever kind of traps the L.A. Rams will use to try and contain him? If he's matched up on to leap, can you go at to Tlaib? They went at Marcus Peters, had a lot of success in that first go-round, but now that to Tlaib will kind of take on that matchup, will it be the same? Because when you really look at this Saints offense, they're getting away with being able to do it with Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and Michael Thomas. The rest of the guys aren't necessarily guys that you can kind of lean on to carry the load. And so if they take Michael Thomas away, how do the Saints respond to be able to get, generate the explosive plays that have been a big part of this offense?
0: No doubt. And that's uh, going to be fun to watch there with Rams and Saints. That is the first game. Second game going to be Patriots at Chiefs. And uh, to me, I haven't seen this Patriots team last week. I don't think it's going to be the same with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to come up there and try and challenge them at the line of scrimmage outside and try and get into them. And they, To me, I think the Patriots the key to this game, Buck, as much as they would like to kind of grind you out with the run game and the, the underneath passing game. I think they're going to be forced to try and get something going vertical. But to me, I think you try and try and back the Chiefs off right away. Whether or not you hit it, to me, Dorsett is that guy. Mm-hmm. You try and take a shot early on in this game, try and, try and see if you can loosen this group up.
1: Yeah, because the big thing in this, Kansas City Chiefs have faced the Patriots early. And, look, that game was one that was a shootout. The Patriots put up 40-plus points. But I think this is a different type Patriots team. I believe the Patriots um, certainly have the recipe for being able to win the game because Sonny Michel has come on and really given them the ground attack. James White continues to be a factor in the passing game. And then they've done just enough off-play action. Julian Edelman, maybe they can get Rob Gronkowski in it. But the key to this one is going to be on their defense. The Patriots play man-to-man defense on over 50% of their defensive snaps. Uh, the last game, Tyreek Hill was quiet for maybe the first 29 minutes. Then exploded. Exploded. And so if the Patriots are going to go into this game saying, we'll take Ty- Tyreek Hill away, do they have enough bandwidth to also take care of Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Damon Williams, all of those things. So I understand how the Patriots like to play this game. Now we're on the Kansas City Chiefs. How will they dial up the explosive plays to counter what the Patriots do to them?
0: And for the Chiefs, to me, just finishing drives. You've got to finish drives against the Patriots. Field goals are not going to get it done. Uh, you've got to be efficient. They, they they will let you move it a little bit and then they clamp you down so to me being able to finish drives down in the red zone and that's why to me the player to watch and I think he'll get a lot of attention as you mentioned but Kelsey to me if the Chiefs win this game Kelsey has a big day
1: he has to have a big game in the first game day uh, the New England Patriots made a concerted effort to limit Kelsey's opportunity they contained him he wasn't a big factor Tyree Hill went big I think because this is such a Big play offense. They kind of like the Golden State Warriors They live on the three. You got to run them off the three point line. Yeah. Let them have all the dink and dunks that they want, but you cannot let them throw it over the top because playing an arrowhead, if Tyreek Hill gets a big play, Sammy Watkins gets a big play, it is going to juice up the stadium. You want to kind of keep it as quiet as you can. Make them earn their points by kind of nickel and dominate down the field. If they can do that, they can be successful. I am kind of going – I'm leaning towards the Patriots just because they've been in this environment so much that it's hard to bet against them. But everything that we would say, if we looked at the players
0: – Kansas City's got a better roster. I asked, but you know I what? I watched it, it I watched it last week. The Chargers had a better roster. didn't matter. Yeah, so – Been NFL- there, done that. Experience matters.
1: Experience matters. And it, coaching-wise, if you're going to play into the Patriots' hands, you're going to lose. You cannot go out there and let Tom Brady play against zone. You can't let them just – uh, sit back in the comfort, comfort uh, the the easy boy.
0: The Barker just, lounger? Yeah, the, the lazy, the lazy boy? boy. The
1: lazy boy. You can't let him sit back in the lazy boy and just kind of throw it all over the yard. You have to heat him up and see how Tom Brady responds to the pressure.
0: All right, who do you like in these things?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots and the AFC just because they've done it for so long. I'm just used to seeing them go. And then, you know, like I say the Saints because the Saints are at home, and so I'm going to go with the Saints. But, man, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams kind of kind of have success running the football.
0: I don't have confidence in either one of these selections, but I actually have the exact same picks as you. I, I, I learned my lesson. I didn't even have to pick the game. I was calling the game for the Chargers. But I did. If you would to put truth serum in my veins, I'd have said, oh, I think the Chargers are going to win this game against the Patriots. Um, usually I have a tradition. I never go against Tom Brady in the postseason. I got away from that. I'm going back to it. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady on this one. I think it's a, it's a competitive game. Uh, I will say this. I think the Patriots win close. If they lose, though, they're, they're going to lose big. The Chiefs well, I, th- the doors. I, th- I don't, I think I don't so. see them losing a close game. Yeah, that and,
1: and I think, I think the, the thing about the Chiefs um, and Andy Reid and some of the holdover players, they've had success against the Patriots in the past. They've beaten them down mm-hmm. in Arrowhead. And so I don't think there's an awe factor. I don't think there's any of those things that would typically plague most teams. It's just a matter of the magnitude of the game. Can they settle themselves down enough to kind of play with them? We saw, like, last week, I mean – The New England Patriots jumped on the Chargers, and it looked like they just kind of overwhelmed them in the moment. How will the Chiefs respond? Because in that last game, the Patriots took the ball and wanted to set the tone right away. Will they take a similar strategy if they win the coin toss? I mean, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to really see it because that's the game that I'm really excited about seeing the chess match. How will the Patriots deal with Kansas City speed? Because we've said the Patriots are a slower team. But that doesn't seem to matter. They continue to win games, and they're 5-0 against playoff
0: teams. And then I, I'll go with the Saints. I don't feel great about it. I think if they don't get off to a fast start like last week, I think the Rams will put them away. I don't, you know, The Eagles couldn't quite do that. The, the Saints have got to get off to a better start in this ballgame.
1: They have to get off to a better start, and they have to stop the run. The Rams have found the running game, and in, in discovering the running game, it has allowed them really kind of minimize Jerry Goff's impact. Uh, last week he threw off play action on 51% of those snaps. And so when you think about the marriage between run and play action, the big plays, the explosive plays that come.
0: Plus working in the middle of the field. Working
1: in the middle of the field, dealing with the linebackers and that stuff. But I just think it's a different Rams team when you have two batting Rams sitting up inside, C.J. Anderson and Ty Gurley. They got to work it out for him. I'm still going with the Saints, but. Man, it's a very, very tough matchup with those guys.
0: All right, a little condensed uh, show for us today. Remember, if you want to watch these games, you're away from your television. You can stream every NFL playoff game live on your mobile or tablet, your mobile device or your tablet through the NFL or Yahoo Sports app. So you would be able to do that. Um, all right, Buck, a little quick one here. we got uh, got some work to do to get ready for this East-West Shrine game. Then we're off to Mobile for the Senior Bowl. We'll have uh, a nice preview coming your way next week about uh, what we're looking forward to watching with that group. Yeah, this should be fun. All right, that'll do it for us. Kent, thank you so much for all the work behind the glass taking care of us. Uh, we are out of here. We'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks.